welcome back to another podcast of Opening Night with me, your host, Lauren Wotton. Now, I'm joined by some unreal faces tonight. There's loads of us. Normally, it's just me and one other person, but we've got a full house tonight. So I'm joined by the cast and creative crew of New Dawn Fades. Everyone give us a wave. <laughs> Let's go around the virtual room and all introduce ourselves, um, our role that we play and what we do within the show. So let's start with you, Sean. Hi. Uh, yeah, my name is Sean Mason. I'm a co-director of this tour and I also play Martin Hannett and uh, Terry Mason, Frederick Engels, uh, Paul Morley, uh, a DJ, <laughs> Kevin Cummins, uh, Mick Middles, um, TJ Scott, TJ Davidson. Oh my God. Uh, Alan Hemsall. <laughs> Not Bernie Binnick, who's the other what one? Bernie? Oh, uh, Derek Brownwood. Um, the accountant. Yeah, yeah, got all them. Oh, and the account- I play Tony Wilson's accountant as well. I, 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 I have a lot of coming in and out and saying two lines. And, but oh, most, my, I'm most surprised you're not like ushering and pulling the curtain. And, like, oh, it, <laughs> I mean, it feels like that sometimes. It's, <laughs> I think I was on. I was on. I was on comms last night. <laughs> so, um, Joe, onto you. Um, I'm Joe Walsh. Um, I, I only play the one character. Like, uh, I play, yeah, <laughs> I've got it nice and easy. Uh, I play Ian Curtis. Nice. That is not an easy. easy job, job. <laughs> Leah. Um, hi, I'm Leah Gray. I play Debbie Curtis, Ian's poorly, poorly treated wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. And last but not least, Al. Yeah, I'm Al Donahoe and I play the part of Tony Wilson. Love that. Okay, so who can tell me a little bit about the show? <laughs> well, New Dawn Fades, uh, well, to give it its full title, is New Dawn Fades, a play about Joy Division and Manchester. And it's the story of four ordinary lads, a couple of mad geniuses, a TV presenter, uh, a long-suffering wife, and uh, a band that uh, came along at the right moment, kind of started a moment, um, was part of the the punk movement, what would be the the Manchester sound moving forward. And... um, and the city that inspired them and that will sing forever. Nice. I like it. Okay. So where's it on? When's it on? Uh, well, our next uh, date, funnily enough, is at the Epstone Theatre in Liverpool. And that's on uh, the 14th of September. Uh, then we have Chorley Theatre and uh, the Met in Bury. And they're both sold out. So oh, don't amazing. come to them. Um, and then we finish in Manchester at the RNCM. Uh, we've got two nights there because it's, it's got to finish in Manchester. So, so did um, you all audition for the show? Um, yeah, well, it, so the show's been going for sort of 10 years and some of the cast have been almost all of it. Sean's a, an OG. He's been there for... I, I didn't audition. <laughs> I was... No, no, I had to do a little audition, but I, it started in a small room above a pub as part of the Greater Manchester Fringe. Uh, and that that room has become our rehearsal space. It's no longer theatre space, but we've been using it for rehearsals since yeah. then. So it's kind of nice to to be there. But yeah, it started in this very small room. I just happened to be in the pub 
working on another fringe piece and I, I was having a pint and right place right time right place right time um but but no i made all these lot audition yeah yeah we actually, we actually started yeah yeah we started at, at the same time so um the three tours back me joe and al all became like the newbie cast members um and we all we all auditioned together i remember reading with joe and being genuinely rubbish and really scared and afterwards we walked out the room we were like we're not getting this are we and then we actually got it (laughs) oh why did you think you were rubbish I don't know I think we were scared you're like Joe's bus was late and um, there was a lot of people that were auditioning yeah it was a bit nerve-wracking do you remember that Joe (laughs) I do and I I mean probably shouldn't say this on a a podcast but I just remember (laughs) other people in like the room with us and they were just a bit sort of, I, I don't know if this is a podcast where we can swear, but they were a bit sort yeah. of lying um, and just sort of doing that, a lot of breathing exercise going oh. like that, doing the you whole shebang. Me and Leo sort of sat in the corner, you know, just sort of waiting yeah. to go in. Oh, God. Dave, but it works. Yeah. yeah. And then Al. Al, Al, Al um, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I hadn't acted for nearly uh, 10 years at the time. Uh, when I when I came back to this, this is this my comeback to acting, and I and I wanted to do a, a show for. I actually hadn't done anything on stage since I was about fourteen, so oh, it was my wow. first show back on stage since I was fourteen, and I was twenty nine, I think, when I did it, twenty eight, twenty nine, and I, it was through a series of other things. I was I was part of a an improv comedy troupe, and um, the the person who was running at the time was directing the play on my bed. And she cast me. She was like, do you want to do a self-tape for it? I said, I'll do a self-tape. But I've not done this in years. And uh, I, I got the part. And I think it was just because I was a fan of the... I wasn't a fan of... I, I was a Joy Division fan. And I was interested in the history of Factory Records anyway. Um, I remember we did a project on it in uni and I just got really interested in it. So uh, I already knew the film 24-Hour Party People, which is a different interpretation of the story that we do. It covers some of it, but also covers different aspects. Um, but I knew I knew Tony Wilson was, and I'd already kind of jokingly done the impression to people. Uh, I'd done the voice to people. And so I was like, I knew a beginning point to for the audition. So I think that's probably why I got it. But I was, uh, I was a nervous wreck. I mean, I still am. I've, of all the plays that I've ever done, this is the one that I find... I mean, these will all back me up. I'm a nervous wreck. I don't have stage fright. Um, well, if you see the play, you'll see that it's it's just a lot of narration as well as being in it. And a lot of that narration has like kind of lots of st- statistics and dates. And I'm dyslexic. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. Al as uh, Tony Wilson, Mr. Manchester presenter, uh, TV personality, and then head of factory records um has uh, yeah a lot of dates and times to remember the kind of conceit of the show is it's almost as if tony wilson was presenting this history of of the band and, and of the show mm-hmm. uh and, and and ian's life um so yeah out how does have a lot of very specific things to remember but- I, sorry, my dog's barking. Um, I also think it's a testament to you, though, Al, that 
people are generally really surprised that you're from Liverpool when they meet oh, yeah. you outside of the show <laughs> because you do his voice so well that when people talk to you, they're like, oh, you're not from Manchester. And not not a lot of us actually are from Manchester, but um, I think you especially, you're very different from Can your... Can we hear this? Can we hear The Tony Wilson voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the story of a band it's also the story of a city i'm tony wilson anyway. oh my god so in terms of rehearsals then what what do you sort of do in rehearsals like does do you have a lot of input like as actors or is it just like you very much take the instruction and get on with it yeah, i, I am Oh, sorry, oh, go on, Joe. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think, because a lot of us now, uh, well, this time around, everybody in the cast has, has at least done the show once mm-hmm. uh, beforehand. So I think uh, this rehearsal um, period was actually really nice because we'd done it before and it, it actually gave us a chance to to sort of mess about and play about with the scripts uh, and have a look at, like, different moments and, and what else can we do, how can we better it. Uh, just have a really good play rather than being like, Right, we've got this amount of time to get it all yeah. on its feet and, and block it all. Yeah. It was, it was actually a butcher. So I, I think, to be honest with you, for me anyway, I enjoyed these rehearsals more than any other time uh, than we've done the show. Uh, just because you we, feel we just like you found, put your own into it. Performance. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh. And there's, there's lots of stuff. Oh, go on. I'll let, I'll let you take I know over. I was going to say, there's lots of little nuances that we've been able to find in a script that some some people have been doing for 10 years. And that's just because we've been able to kind of absorb our characters a little bit and find yeah. motivations. So there's lots of exploration of what's this relationship with these two people, but it's, it's, it's Ian's story in a way, but it's also so many other people's stories and he interacts with so many different characters that it's we've been able to kind of find those moments and really tweak them and yeah we have a lot of I have a lot of fun on stage doing it but we also break a few hearts while we're doing it I like to think because we get we really find the emotion in it as well as it being this story about punk and Manchester and it'll be really cool and exciting so yeah I love it Act one we were saying this last night me and you Leah weren't we Act one is 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 quite light and quite comedic um, and quite hopeful actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's all about the beginnings of a of a of a of a post I guess a post punk band. Or would you call that's what I guess you call Joy Division? Yeah, they they were just just kind of in that yeah that moment. Um, they, it's very hopeful. The the first act is about the potential of them becoming huge and mm-hmm. and something exciting is happening. Um, you know, in Manchester. Um, and then the second act, if you know your history, inevitably is going to be very heartbreaking. But just to touch on what Leah and Joe both said there about the rehearsal room, the benefit of us doing it for, for most of us have done it three times. Um, and as I say, a few of us, quite, quite a fair bit more. <laughs> um, but what I love about the rehearsal room is that we're all mates now. Yeah. And it's quite lovely when we all get into the space together because there is a bit of banter. But there's also a, a sense that everyone everyone feels quite comfortable around each other. Like you gel. Absolutely, there's a lot of chemistry and and on and off stage. You know what I mean? Like we, we are good friends. Like a few of us went to go and see um, New Order together because it was oh. you know, that 
that's so kind of, I mean, it is Joy Division essentially, isn't it? But yeah, you know, so that was uh, that was exciting, and and yeah, we're just so I, th- I feel like in a, in a space we can all be quite supportive of each other. I mean, there's Bill and the cast who will, you know, inevitably take the piss out of you uh, if you <laughs> get something wrong, but you know, he does it. But that's like... important, isn't it, that you all gel yeah. because yeah. we've all been there where you've been in a cast where you're just like, oh, we sort of like we wouldn't. It, unless we were working together right now, our paths probably would not cross. And it's nice when you then are in that environment where you're like, oh, we get we go on as friends anyway, just as people who aren't working together. And it doesn't half like reflect mm. in your work and in the show. You can tell who's got a good relationship and you know, and what have you. So Sean, this is your first time as co-director. Uh, second time actually so i co-directed it before in the 2019 run and um and then our 2020 tour obviously didn't happen and and then 2021 couldn't happen either and but i think there's a positive in that in that we were able to kind of come back and be familiar with it and know it but also have a little bit of distance from it to be able to look at it again and I miss it and if you'd had time to maybe go away maybe you'd, you'd, you'd read more Joy Division books or, or books about them or like people were coming back with with new ideas and it is that group feeling where anyone can contribute ideas and, and will try things out yeah yeah just find new perspectives on it which has been I great. bet that was that was tough when the big C word happened yeah. It was and it wasn't in the. I was kind of. <coughs> I was kind of. I enjoyed the break. I, I I enjoyed kind of having that time time away yeah. from it to 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 look back at it and um and reassess and mm-hmm. and and I think that's that's been really beneficial actually. There was a really nice moment actually when we did our first show on the 1st of September in Sheffield. And we've played the venue before and we always get a good response. But there was a moment when we were sort of doing our bows at the end and I felt, I kind of realised, I haven't done this for about three years, just being on a stage because of the pandemic. And I I could kind of feel it with the rest of the cast that we were just like, oh, this this is what we can do again now. And it was this really lovely moment of being able to share the space and not having this fear of, face masks and is everybody safe and is everybody okay and it was really nice to just kind of have that little bit of escapism again even if we are going back to the 1970s in the middle of Manchester it was nice that we could do that yeah um get out and they'll be safe and still not have to worry but also enjoy each show as it stands yeah what have your audiences been like uh lovely um that like we not, not to sound like look at us. We like we got a this amazing standing ovation in Sheffield. Aww. Yeah, which I don't think any of us had quite like. There'd been a slight technical thing at the start. Why? So what I think it, um, oh, the the the, um, the the queues froze, and there was there was this extra long gap, and you just oh, got, no one no one would remember that. No one would, but but as as an actor on stage, going oh no, it's it's, it's all gone, it's going wrong. And then you realise, oh yeah, no, they they really enjoyed it because you do start analysing it because uh, oh, are they enjoying it? Are they are they um, into it? 
And then we're like, oh, they're not laughing in the second half. And I'm yeah, it's not very funny in the second half. It gets yeah. quite yeah, serious. They're, they're still with you there, aren't Yeah, they? they're absolutely <laughs> with us. And then, yeah, we've got this huge response. And what's great is we get people come to see this show. Some some come along because they, they, they just like uh, come to watch some good theatre. And then we have people who maybe don't go to the theatre a lot, but they, they certainly know the Joy Division story. Yeah. And... Um, they love it and it wasn't this tour it was a previous tour i remember one time it'd been a long day and we were all a bit knackered and done and this this woman wanted to speak to us afterwards uh because her husband had been a joy division fan and when he saw the tour was happening they'd they'd, they'd booked and then in that time unfortunately he had uh, pancreatic cancer which just just takes you like that um but she still came to see the show and and just meant a lot to her because it kind of kept her husband alive as well as keeping the memory alive of of ian and 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 the band and, and what happened because you are dealing with things that speak to people and mean something to people and it was these lads you know, work, working class lads in a time where you know, it did feel like you it didn't, whatever yeah. class you were, you could just get up and do it. And there was no, um, it didn't feel like there was as much gatekeeping. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to kind of be able to tell that story and, and yeah. memories to people. What Sorry. do you want your audience to feel when they're leaving after watching your show? What do, what do you feel that you would want your audience to walk away thinking like, oh my God, that was whatever? I mean, I'll be honest. I think there's a point in the second act where they, you, we know we've, we've they're listening and we've kind of got them and they're engaged, but there is a point where you can hear a pin drop and it never it they that sort of stays right till the very end which is why when we're always so surprised when people that we're like oh they like us because it it gets so dramatic and tense um the people who've come up to me afterwards a lot of people have said that they've remembered going to the gigs um it's been like really uh sort of cathartic for them or they've just felt really ingrained in the city um, our photographer Shay Rowan he was at a lot of the Joy Division gigs and he was part of the scene and I've got to give a shout out to him because he's part of the family um, but having somebody like that even Shay going oh yeah like it was like that you guys have captured that moment I remember that moment that's kind of what we love or it's what I certainly love about the audience hearing it go like yeah we got it right and we did it in the right yeah. way and we, we told it as it was even yeah. though we're just a bunch of actors on stage um yeah some of, some of the people as well that you meet at the end of the shows especially in the manchester ones in, in particular knew some of the people i mean some of the cat some of the characters in the play show up so mick middles <laughs> alan hemsel have both been at shows yeah. uh, kevin cummins kevin cummins yeah. came to london when okay. we did it last time um it's the first time I've done it in Liverpool. On Wednesday, it'll be the first time I've ever done it in Liverpool. So I'm going to have people made to have seen it for the first time who you know haven't gone to Manchester because they're our last and they can't afford a ticket. But yeah, um, <laughs> right. I know, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, so I'm quite excited to do that. But apparently, last time you did it, the manager of the Happy Monday showed up. 
Oh my god! He was like, he knew. He he obviously knew the lads from the band, and he was like, yeah, you're you know, said to Matt and all that. You're just like Stephen Morris and all that. So, uh, you know, I know a, a couple of fellas in the farm, and I, I've sent them an email. I'm hoping I'm hoping that we can get them there because they've commented on on uh, their sort of opinions and feelings on Tony Wilson in the past. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, I'm really excited for that. That's going to be really good. I think as well, um, obviously, you know, it's, it's great that, you know, there's people that love the band, there's people that know the band, there's people that are involved in the story, but I think it's really nice actually as well when you have people in that, you know, that actually relate to the whole, there's a massive topic of mental health in there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, specifically men's mental health, young men, um, and there's been quite a few audience members that have, have related to that aspect. And, it, and again, like, it is about a band, but also it's about just mates, just yeah. four lads being mates and having a good time. Um, and I think that's that's a really important aspect that I think all the way through the rehearsal period we've, we've tried to, to remember. Yeah. George. No, oh, sorry, go, I was going to no, say... You, you, you go first. Do you remember when we we did it sort of three or four years ago and there was like a, I'd say maybe 12, a, a little 12 year old lad sat in the front row with a Joy Division top on, with his dad with a Joy Division yeah. top on. There's so and much he, swearing in the play. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh no, he is. But his eyes were bright as buttons because he but was he'd just like. he learned a lot of words. Yeah, he well, he he was singing along to the songs. He knew everything. He and he came up after and ran up to you afterwards, and it was almost like he he could obviously never meet Ian, but it was like he got to to meet these people and this band that he loves, and that was like such a lovely little moment. I've, I'll always remember that because he was yeah, he was really nice, and he was just so thrilled and happy to do it. And I think that says a lot about our audience as well. It's not just the people who were there. Actually, a lot of people come who know the band and for the story. And yeah, like what Joe said about mental health, there's the whole, it's still talking about at the minute, there's a whole mural that they've made um, to do with mental health charities of Ian in Manchester to promote men's mental health. And he is kind of this accidental symbol of that. But we, we do kind of bring that in a little bit. And I think we're quite delicate with it. We look, we look after that subject. When we went to see New Order, um... They were going round at the festival and they were giving out like little key rings with um, the number on for the local mental health charity. And at oh, first it didn't even, it didn't even clock, I didn't even clock it. And I was like, oh yeah, they're old mates, you know, committed suicide. And it made, and, and uh, you do, I think we, we said when we were there, if, if he was alive now, now given that we've created a culture where we're trying, or we're on the verge of trying to create a culture where we can, you know, men can talk. And, and talk about their feelings. Um, you, you know, you do wonder whether Ian Curtis, you know, would have got through it this time round, and, and things would have been different. You don't know, but it, it's it's that. Yeah, I, I agree completely with what Joe and Leah said with regards to the uh, the mental health connection. I was I was having a really interesting conversation uh, with Matthew, who plays Stephen Morris in the play, literally yesterday. So it, it was my birthday yesterday, and so for the first time ever, I've sort of. Ian was, I think, 23 uh, when he committed suicide, I think, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I've just turned 24, so for the first time of doing the show, I, I'm older than Ian Curtis was, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's, it, me and Matthew was talking about that, and we were saying, for me personally, I can't imagine being married, having a kid, having epilepsy, 
having an affair, you know, being in this in this crazy band and being on the verge of something incredible, you know, all, all the mental health issues that he had. I can't imagine having that now. And again, this was how many years ago where the support system for that was nothing like how it is today. So it really puts everything to context and you sort of go, just, just can't understand how he was feeling at all. It must have been genuinely awful. So it's, I think it's good to share a story like this, you know, mm -hmm. and hopefully help a few others along the way. Well, yeah, because you never know who's going to be in your audience. You never know what someone's going to take from something. You know, you never know what message, whether it's the message that you intend. You never know what's going to, like, trigger something in someone. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's good to talk openly, you know, about matters and subjects like suicide, like men's mental health. You know, it's important. And even, like, the stigma back in the day. Like, it, it, there is still a stigma now. You know what I mean? So I think talking about it and just, you know, being open about things like that, you know, like I say, you don't know who's listening to you. Well, it's certainly something that's evolved over the years as we, every time, every time we start rehearsals, we look at the script again. And certainly that that connection between the lads and their not having the language at the time or the ability at the time to have those conversations um, about these, these kind of things. So I hope, yeah, people are coming for, for whatever reason, they, 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 t they take whatever they need from it. So mm -hmm. that's like music, right? Songs, each song means something different to someone else. So we hope it brings memories back to life for people. Yeah. It is living, uh, living history. And we hope it inspires people to maybe get up and and do what they want to do, you know, and and, and just 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 do it because life is short and you, and you never know what's going to happen. So if you if you if you want to create, go and go and create and go and do it. Or if you want to, you know, if it changes your your, your view and your, or your ability to you know say you know what maybe I'm not okay and I want to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, whatever you take from it. Uh, or, or if you just want a laugh, because because it is, you know, funny. Like, no, it, I was it is funny. Like, the last twenty minutes isn't, but yeah, uh, <laughs> the rest it, of it's it, hilarious. It, 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 well, because it it has that attitude that they had, where it, it's it's very sincere and it's and it's very honest, but it also like we take the piss a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. know, we're, we're not afraid to kind of take take the we, piss and, and and poke fun at the legend a little bit. We play with the format a little bit too, you know. It it, it is quite sort of Brecht in that kind of way that you know we were looking and talking to the audience and then referring back to the play and then you know kind of referring to it as a story that's being told and I like that. We 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 have I do think there's a lot. There's I mean there's obviously all the stuff that we've just covered, but it's a really entertaining show. It's got it's on a jukebox musical. I don't you know we won't we won't sell. No, it it's not that. a musical now. But it has a musical there are songs. The songs yeah. in it, the songs in it. But yeah, it's but it's not a musical. But yeah. if you're interested in, in the history of Joy Division, in the history of, of the Northwest, Manchester, mm -hmm. uh, if you just like an interesting story about the music industry, and if you're interested in the subject matters that we've covered, it's a great show. It's also got a, you know, we're biased, and I'm biased because I'm in it. I think it's got a fantastic cast. It's a great cast, and it's, it's great to work. Especially that Tony Wilson. Oh, that's how he will. When he remembers his lines he against his dates, right? When he remembers his lines. Oh, oh, oh blah, blah. 
So, guys, where can people buy tickets if, if you know if they can? Uh, sold out. So, if you want to get tickets uh, for Liverpool, yeah, obviously you can go to the Epstein uh, website and you can get them through there. Uh, and the RNCM website as well, the Royal Northern College of Music. Uh, but if you want all the dates, all of the ticket links, if you go to linktree.com forward slash all roads meet, which is the name of the theatre company, mm -hmm. uh, all of the ticket links are in there. So you'll be able to um, yeah, get tickets. We are on, Insta we are on Instagram yeah. as well, aren't we? Sure? Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Yeah. You don't say yeah. Amazing. And just before we go, just before we get booted off, <laughs> can I have one word from each of you? And I love putting you on the spot, so let's do it nice and quick. What you think this show is? So you can say, like, amazing. I must see. Let's have one word from each. A lie. Oh, I'll be all saying the word at the same time. No, <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, I'll start. Um, Alive. Joe. Sincere. Leah. Memorable. And Al. Thrilling. Love that. Alive, sincere, memorable and thrilling. You've heard it here, guys. Get your tickets. You know where to find them. And good luck for the rest of your shows. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Cheers. you for sitting around. Oh, thank you. All the technical difficulties. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Ladies and gents, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Opening Nights. Our next production is coming very soon, so be sure to get subscribed wherever you're listening and visit our website, www.openingnights.co.uk, to stay updated. Bye for now.